Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to become that confident leader and take your business and your life to the next level. Today, I am very pleased to have Kayla Eirig as my guest. And let me tell you about her background. She bought a one-way ticket out of the United States in 2017 and has spent most of her time abroad ever since. Pushed by the feeling that life was passing her by at the nine to five, she found work online and fumbled her way through an attempt at executing the exact lifestyle she wanted. As a writer for publications like HubSpot and GoDaddy, she built an online business that now supports both her and her husband as they drift around the world. Her book, How to Be a Digital Nomad, is available worldwide on the 30th of January. 2024. The theme I thought, and those of you that follow me know I love to talk to nomads, <laughs> is the history of a digital nomad movement. Please join me in welcoming my guest, Kayla Irish. Wow, I just love having you here. And in our earlier conversation, we found that we have a very unique thing in common. We live uh, we were born, at least, <laughs> very close to one another, um, and I'll I'll let her talk to you about that. Um, but I always ask that simple question: Where do you live now, Miss Nomad? What's the where do you drop your hat right now? <laughs> right now, it's Croatia, but uh, in a month it'll be somewhere different. A uh, month after that, it'll be somewhere different. Yeah, I don't have an address right now. So we've been drifting. My husband and I have been yeah drifting since uh, about seven months ago. We had an apartment and used that as a home base in the Netherlands and traveled from there. And it just was the right time for us to go fully nomadic again and get rid of everything. And uh, yeah, we're down to just two backpacks each, which is quite the change from an apartment full of stuff. Yeah, very, very much a change. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone that's listening now, just think of what would you put in two, two backpacks if you decided to do this? That's a, something to ponder on. So let's just discuss um, where our connection is. Uh, everyone that watches or listens knows that I'm originally from Pittsburgh, even though I'm an Atlanta girl now. I've been in Atlanta longer than I lived in Pittsburgh, actually, but um What's our connection? So we are from almost, I think the same zip code. Is it one five six four two? Is that where you were born? Um, one five. 
15642. No, yeah, that is the zip code. No, the zip code where I was born is in Trafford. Where my parents live now is that zip code. Okay. Yeah, we are from, I mean, it's whenever you tell people that you're from, you know, we always go to Pittsburgh and then, you know, you kind of boil down if you know people. Mm. It's like, well, what area, what area? And here we were born. I mean, Irwin. 10 minutes by Irwin, car? Pennsylvania. <laughs> Irwin, PA. I mean, whenever I tell people where I'm from, I usually say the United States. So I'm like zoomed <laughs> way out. And then if I'm being specific, I say Pennsylvania. So to be able to boil all the way down and the fact that your parents live where my parents live, I mean, they I could... I could drive past their house whenever I'm visiting my parents. I know, it's we amazing. definitely will have to to do that sometime just to get together. Oh, um, yeah. That would be so awesome. All right, so talk to us about, and you've been doing this for a while. So does this lifestyle live up to the hype? that you thought when you and your husband are like, okay, we're just going to sell everything and we're going to go and do it. No oh, kids, it's... right? No kids, right? <laughs> no, so. no. And I started this originally six, six and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. So I was 24 and I was living in Chicago and I had a very nice job. I enjoyed it, but I kind of felt like life was passing me by. And a lot of my coworkers, you know, if I asked them how satisfied they were with their careers, they <laughs> kind of said that they weren't very satisfied. Yeah. And like one time I asked everyone at a work dinner, if you could choose it, if you got a do-over of your career, what would, would you do this? And only one person said yes. And I was at 24. I thought, gosh, I I just don't know about those odds. Those scare me. So I, and I, my other passion was travel and I had online skills. I was a marketer and you can do that online. This was pre-pandemic. So people were skeptical and found it weird and were like, what do you mean you're going to work on the internet? You know, it was very, there was a lot of unnecessary skepticism <laughs> in my opinion, but I saw people doing this thing where they worked online and traveled. And I thought, well, if they can do that, I can do that too. And it's hard to talk about if it, it lives on the hype because the answer is a resounding yes. The lifestyle is even better than it looks online. But what you don't see online is the other half of the picture. And that's the lows. I think that the highs are higher, but the lows are also lower. And it really, the conversation needs so much balance to prepare people, which is why having written a book about this, I really wanted it to be super honest, you know, like, yeah, it's incredible, but you know, you're also going to experience everything bad that happens in life, you know, like you'll lose your credit card in a foreign country, that's more work or just away from home, like everything's more work. And uh, people go into it not expecting that they think it's like a vacation. And that's very much not the case. <laughs> well, I know, in some of the folks that I've interviewed, it's internet is, is chance, you know, iffy that you'll have a great experience all the time. And also, you know, it's, it's just that the reason that it's not a vacation, I guess, is that you do have to still hustle. You still have to st keep on doing what you need to do to keep the money coming in so you can do what you love to do. Yeah. Most people are still working full-time. I would say the average digital nomad is still working full-time. That's especially true well, if 
you're working for a company, you're definitely working normal hours. And then entrepreneurs, I want to say that, well, they might not be working full time, but in reality, I think most entrepreneurs work more than that. Yeah. Or at least in <laughs> the beginning. Seven, yeah. Yeah. Why work nine to five when you can work 24 seven? We've all seen that joke. And it takes a lot. Of, it tests a lot of parts of you. Um, it takes test your self-control, your discipline, um, your, I don't know how your emotions influence how you spend your time. And the stakes are kind of high because you might only be somewhere for a month or a week and you think, gosh, I got behind on my work and now I'm going to have to miss out on the rest of, you know, my time at at Yellowstone or, you know, like traveling in California, road tripping. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you think about like the FOMO, that fear of missing out, it's very intense and Mm -hmm. it takes a long, no one, no one's natural at the balance. I don't know anyone who's hit the road traveling full time and had the balance down. It's uh. It takes a lot of work. So whenever somebody is trying to decide, should I do this? Should I not do this? What are some of the things that you did in the preparation? You said you got rid of so many things, but what did you do to prepare or plan for this new lifestyle? What would you recommend for folks? I recommend getting a handle on your finances if you don't have it already. Like if you find budgeting to be scary, um, you should overcome that now. You should develop a budget for yourself because money, whenever you're traveling, becomes a lot higher stakes. It's not natural where you say like, well, I'm just going to go out to a restaurant and it always costs about this much because it could be double what you're used to or triple or even groceries. If you think about just living like normal life, like going to the grocery store or doing your laundry, if all of a sudden those things are cost twice as much money as you're used to, you're going to lose your grip on your finances. And a lot of people who want to travel long-term, they can't because of their financial situation that, that, you know, maybe they, it costs more money than they thought. That's kind of a common issue. Mm -hmm. So I think that you need to develop a very positive relationship with your money right away. And I recommend doing a grocery budget, a cash weekly grocery budget. And it gives you if you fail, you can recover. It gives you an opportunity to succeed every week whenever it restarts. And you also, I don't know, you just get, I don't you you're probably gonna spend less if you're on a budget. Most people mm-hmm. spend less whenever they're seeing the cash disappear. And most people need to worry about it. And if you don't and you have no financial constraints, then that's wonderful. And this doesn't apply to you. But to the average person, they want to know how much is going out every week so that they can feel secure. Mm-hmm. Well, and you do still need to, um, as you do podcasting and things like that, you still need to make sure that you pay for all those services to make sure that that internet's going to work right and things like that. What about uh, getting rid of your personal belongings and things like that? How You did this. Was your husband on board completely all the way and, and still is? Or what was that like from a partnership (laughs) he was completely on board um and he had actually never done it before so I got rid of all my stuff in 2017 and then I went through it again in 2023 and my husband did it for the first time in 2023 and he handled it very well you know but we lived small we were minimalists so um 
we weren't very attached to many things and we did leave a few things in storage um he left four books four boxes of books in storage with his parents and a guitar those were sentimental items that couldn't be replaced and i think that that's normal for most people you have like a friend or a relative that's willing to put a few things in their garage and I think that's totally fine. You know, you don't have to get rid of anything. If you have enough money, you don't have to get rid of anything. You can leave your whole house with all your stuff and come back to it in five years. You know, just have all the bills be auto paid and you'll be fine. Your plants will die, but beyond that, you're fine. But if you're looking to do it on a budget, yeah, getting rid of your stuff, like the less stuff you have, the less money it'll cost ultimately. And things don't stay good anyway. Uh, like things that are sit in storage, you know, in five years, the clothes will be out of style. A lot of the electronics, the breeze will have exploded. They're gonna be, you know, they won't be usable. It's amazing yeah. how much breaks just sitting there. Yeah, even cars, you know, a car, if it's not oh, used, yeah. it might work well. Yeah. All right, so you you have this, you're you're really and you're going to different countries all the time different cultures how do you prepare yourself to assimilate well with the cultures because i know from my corporate days whenever you were asked to go and to live in a country for a while or even to work on a project it was really important that you understood the culture before you went there so for you do you do any of that kind of planning in advance or do you just figure it out when you're there? I used to research because I was quite nervous. I didn't want to do anything wrong or be weird, but I realized very quickly that I would always be a foreigner. People are going to see me. I'm six feet tall. That's tall everywhere in the world for a woman, even in the Netherlands where I lived for five years, they have the tallest people in the world. I'm still tall there. So, and my husband's six, four. So we stand out so much everybody knows that we're foreign so i never want to offend anyone and there are some big things like in some cultures like showing the bottom of your foot is very disrespectful to people and little things like that that you kind of don't just do accidentally in the grocery store mm -hmm. you know it's like so you're able to kind of minimize i think the awkwardness there by just like the amount of contact you have but right. i watch people i read the room i developed so many nonverbal communication skills after being in countries where i didn't speak the language i can get what i need and you know pointing and looking and you know like making like a face like a question mark face trying to get information from somebody it's actually amazing what you're able to do whenever people see that you don't understand and they you know and they kind of meet you in the help. middle Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's amazing. Like we you, were in Mexico. Oh, I was just going to say, do you use Google Translate or anything like that? So Yeah, sometimes if I'm trying to do something big, for example, um, my husband just had to go to the dentist and, you know, we like typed up a little message on Google Translate, like, I'm sorry, we don't speak Croatian. This is the problem. And, but we walked in and we smiled and we said, oh, we're sorry, do you speak English? And they said, oh, of course. And they spoke English, but I, I prep in those moments to be ready. And I've also done, like I went to the hospital alone in Mexico in 2017, and I did an entire doctor's appointment through Google Translate. Google Translate. Wow. Whole thing. And it was really scary at the time, but now I feel so relieved every time I pull out Google Translate and people are willing to work with that because sometimes it's, it's more work. 
like being yeah. able to say, may I have a cup of coffee and someone say, sure, is, come on, nobody wants to do more work than that. Reading your phone, them typing something back. So people are nice though, generally. I think that people, especially if you smile, if you kind of like put it out there yeah, with like open body language and show that you're trying to achieve something, <laughs> it's a weird kind of subtext of communication that you don't notice or need to rely on whenever you're in your home space, home environment. So the fact that you're traveling, are all of the income sources you have paying into a, a bank account or you know, how do you make sure that your work that you're doing is, is getting into the, the bank or somewhere that you have money always coming in? It's actually really simple. So being a service-based business, we have invoices go out monthly, clients pay them, they go into PayPal and, you know, then we transfer to the bank account. It's actually very simple. And whether we were traveling or not, it would work that way because none of our clients were, were in Europe. We started the business in Europe and none of the clients are here. So even if I was, you know, had a house and lived on a farm in the Netherlands where we were living, mm -hmm. yeah, everything would work the same. Same. So that's the beauty of yeah, that's the opportunity awesome. of having an online business. Yeah. Well, similar to us that are having our home base here in a house and whatever. Absolutely. So after six years, what's your best tip though, to be able to save money be beyond budgeting? I have a few kind of rapid fire tips that help you save whenever you're actually on the road traveling. And one of them is no alcohol. You're going to save a lot of money right there and only eat at a restaurant one meal a day so maybe dinner but do a, uh, if you're at an airbnb it's really easy with the kitchen you will be fine to make prepare your own breakfasts and lunch and then do dinner out and uh that will cut your costs by at least half or down to a third and going off season is a huge opportunity. And if you can go off season and stay a little bit longer. So it's counterintuitive, but things can, like Airbnb, for example, can be cheaper if you stay longer. So everywhere mm -hmm. that my husband and I stay in Airbnb, we stay for a month and we get huge discounts because there's always a month discount for the monthly mm -hmm. rate on Airbnb. Like our Airbnb right now in Croatia, normally for 28 days individually, if we paid individually, it would be $3,000 but there's a $2,000 monthly discount. So we only pay a thousand for a whole month. And awesome. that's less than the rent I paid in Chicago yeah. whenever <laughs> I left for traveling. It's less money. We're on the Mediterranean in a beautiful apartment. That is less money than I paid in Chicago for a studio apartment in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. It's not always as expensive as people think. And you can get aspects of travel completely for free. There are whole organizations dedicated to doing work exchange where you do work and then in, instead of being paid money you're given free accommodation and sometimes free meals even some of those organizations are work away i have used that and had yeah. great experiences world world packers trusted house sitters crew seekers crew seekers is where you volunteer on sailboats and sail and uh there's a lot of opportunities it's not for everyone like I know people with kids are not going to necessarily feel comfortable doing some things or people who are, you know, with different needs. It's not for everybody, but if you're flexible and you have that, like, you know, privilege of flexibility, explore it. And you'd be surprised, I think, how low the monthly costs can get. Yeah. Yeah. I know I I looked into work away myself 
because oh, really? I, do, I do love to travel and um and I thought that would be a great way to get exposed to different cultures and things and I want to do retreats and so uh, you know that's one of the the beauty of of being able to do that that if I got a place for a whole month I could do four retreats in a row and oh yeah that would all be right. so nice so can someone today do I mean, you, if you're going, if you're in a job, can you possibly think, well, I'm going to just dip my toe in this and try it. So um, it, do you recommend kind of doing a vacation or something to try it out? Or how do you really take the plunge without stressing yourself out too much? Yeah, oh, it's a great. You said you nailed it. You said a workation, or you said a vacation. I call it a workation. Mm -hmm. Go away for a month. Go away for February or January. It's winter in a lot of places, so costs are going to be lower. And uh, it's if you're in a cold climate, you can go somewhere that's warmer. It doesn't have to be like you know the beach in Florida right. in the summer, but it's still a nice shift for you. And it's a great way to dip your toe in the water and see how it feels. Yeah, excellent. And so it's uh, times flying by here. Um, whenever you talk about the the different things, medical and things like that, doctors. So obviously, if you have health concerns, what is your experience for being able to go to hospitals or doctors in these different countries um, from a health insurance kind of situation? If you get a good health insurance, it will cover everything emergent. So it won't cover just like a checkup. But if you have a doctor that writes on the paperwork that this needed immediate attention, then I've always had everything accepted by health insurance. Perfect. But that could, that, it's going to be different for everybody. And in a lot of countries, I mean, I've worked through health systems that are, it's so cheap, it's not even worth filing. It's like $60 for a doctor's visit and all the medicine and mm. the tests. And, uh, I, it, I didn't even have, actually, that was in Mexico. I didn't even have health insurance. And even if I did, I think my copay was like $30. Yeah. So it wasn't even that big of a difference. Um, it can be, it's very different. It's stressful to deal with the health system because it's never what you would get at home, but it doesn't mean that it won't do the job. Right. And it's not that it's worse. Sometimes it's better, but it's just unfamiliar. And whenever you're yeah. sick, you're scared and you want things to go exactly how you're used to. Mm -hmm. And um, that's just part of the adventure, you know? It's a part of why, you know, if you decide to become a digital nomad, and I would never say that everyone should, I would never say like everyone should travel. It's not for everyone. It's yeah. absolutely not for everyone. But if you want to, if you feel drawn out into unfamiliar places, then you just have to embrace that as a part of the experience. Yeah, for sure. All right, so... What is the biggest lesson that you've learned over this last really several years? Mm, um, have neutral expectations. <laughs> and when things don't, whenever things lean negative instead of positive, practice 
being the better a better version of myself in those moments instead of falling back on how I want to feel or react I try to tell myself practice being your ideal self right now how would a 10 year old like I'm 30 now how would a 40 year old version of Kayla handle this like I imagine her being wiser and more uh stable in situations that are of uncertainty so how would she handle this and then I pretend to be her (laughs) That's awesome. So what's next for you? What's the next country? Uh, um, uh, Bosnia. Ah. Yeah, so we're in Croatia so that, for a little bit more. So the areas that you're in, um, you know, we have often some issues with military and things like that. Do you find it that you don't worry about being safe or uh, obviously you must travel through trains and things like that or do you rent cars I, I would think that you just go use their train service right yeah I've never rented a car anywhere abroad but um we use buses and trains mostly mm-hmm. and the we pay a lot of attention to safety and we read the government recommendations for where for travel advice and we follow that like we had planned a trip to turkey and then the government advice switched from use caution use common sense that's like one of the color codings for travel advice it's like use common sense and you know you'll be fine and then there's don't go right now unless you have to and we changed our plans completely we were supposed to be in turkey now and instead we're in croatia and yeah, you just have to be flexible and, and know that, you know, things will change again. Color yeah, advice will change sure. and it's fine to, you have to be reactive whenever you're moving so much. Even in the U.S., you think, uh, even if you're just traveling in the U.S., think about the fact that like, well, it's hurricane season or something's happening or there's wildfires. Uh, you've always got to be paying attention and be reactive to that. That's a great way to think about it. Well, it's time now for me to share my screen. For those of you that are listening, you know, I always remind you that you should have been using a pen and paper or something to take notes, but I will have all this information on the slide in my show notes on my YouTube channel, as well as the findyourleadershipconfidence.com. So she is at HTTPS writingfromnowhere.com. Again, that's writingfromnowhere.com. On LinkedIn, you can go to her site with by just using her name. And that's K-A-Y-L-A-I-H-R-I-G. Instagram is her name, Kayla Eric, all one word. Same with Twitter. Say, and then TikTok is at, and her name, Kayla Eric. And then YouTube is writing from nowhere, as well as Pinterest, again, YouTube and Pinterest, you can use writing from nowhere. I'll let Kayla now tell you what you can find when you go to her website and her YouTube channel. I share a lot of tips about remote work and the entrepreneurial side of my lifestyle as well. So uh, tips for SEO, that's what I do. I do SEO writing as well as having written my book. And I share a lot of tips for getting more website traffic, writing better content, and yeah, getting more bang for your buck with your content marketing. Awesome. We all need help with our SEO. So uh, definitely you want to take (laughs) advantage of looking for that book 
As I mentioned earlier, that book is coming out January 30th, 2024. And so um, that's just right around the bend for those of you that are just looking at this for the first time. If it's one of, uh, if you've look, come upon this in the past, I'm sure you can go to Amazon, correct, to find yeah. it. Um, or just go to her website and drop her a note. Again, that's writingfromnowhere.com. Well, Kayla, it's been just wonderful chatting with you. As I told you before we started, I love talking with people that are doing this lifestyle. I love meeting people from around the world. And the fact that you know we can do our jobs from anywhere makes it so much more engaging and interesting to be able to say, I'm in Croatia this month. Spain next month, you know, whatever. I think that that's too, too, too cool. Um, it's been just a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me, Vicki. It was so fun. Awesome. As always, I remind everyone that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.